You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me today. This is episode one of The Lightwalker's Path. And today we are talking about comfort zones. There's always this belief around um, needing to stretch one's comfort zone, um, and particularly with the idea of going big. We always have the threat, go big or go home. And whenever I hear that, I think they're really, they really don't know me that well because I like going home. So that's not much of a threat for me. But there is something to be said around comfort zones. And so I do want to have this conversation today, whether it's you know, kind of myth busting what that means, but also maybe even redefining the comfort zone a little bit. So when we look at the idea of the comfort zone as being something um, where growth is not happening, then yes, we do absolutely want to look at kind of where the constraints are, where the boundaries are of our comfort zone. But only if we are doing this work and if this goal of the work is to expand. There is this pressure of doing more, being more, having more all the time. And some people are content with exactly what they have right now. I had a conversation with an old friend recently who was sharing with me that he had turned down this amazing opportunity to work overseas with this global organization, very well known, um, and the chance to make a boat ton of money. Like, I think he said something like a 60% increase of his current salary. And for most of us, we would hear that and it's a no brainer. Like, hell yeah, it's a cool project. It's a reputable company and there's dollar dollar bills. So let's do it. However, He spent 10 days contemplating the decision and then decided to actually stay exactly where he was. And because I have the same programming as everybody else, this idea of like, oh, he must be playing it safe. He must be staying in his comfort zone. I had a moment of, you know, judgment there and I kind of checked it and I said, so what made you decide to stay? He said, in that 10 days, I really evaluated everything that I wanted in my life and I already had it. Money isn't everything. Going big isn't everything. And so if right now, if you take an honest look at your life and you feel really happy with where you are and there isn't any kind of medium or short-term goals about stretching and growing and reaching for more, then this is not the episode for you. And there is absolutely zero judgment there. I don't think we're really giving any allowances when we have this conversation of comfort zone for the people who are actually just like, content and that that where they are is exactly where they want to be. And so you get a pass today, my friend. If that is you, then this is not your episode. However, if that is not you, if you were in a state where you know that there is this craving, this feeling, this burning desire for more, but you're not there yet, then those are the people we want to talk to. You are the one that we want to have the conversation around stretching your comfort zone because the desire to do that is not for everybody. And also, just as a little uh, sidebar, I think we really underestimate too um, the benefits of small. We have this pressure with social media and this, oh, these stories, uh, particularly about everybody selling us their lifestyle, that 
we are undervaluing um, everybody else that is behind the scenes, that is creating a possible life for these people that are selling this lifestyle as the one way to live. I feel like that needs a little trademark at the end, the one way. There is no one way. And, you know, there are plenty of people who are really, really happy in these other roles. And so for them to stay in those places, that also allows everyone else to be doing this other stuff and to strive for this greatness. Um, that is really underrated. And I don't think it should be. I think it's really core. It's really essential. So really what we want to evaluate is happiness and satisfaction with where you're at in life, whatever it is you're doing. Because you will find people that are constantly craving the next rung on the corporate ladder who are just as hungry for more as you will as someone working in a minimum wage role um, who has a manager that they really hate and just like isn't digging their life. So really, this isn't targeting any one person. We're talking about a state of being. We're talking about a lack of contentment. And I out of all the work that I've done, and I've spent just over a decade now of really, really deep inner work across all types of energy modalities and physical modalities and ways of living and being and schools of thought. And um, the thing that I find that creates that discontent and that dissatisfaction with where we are is when we're not connected to our purpose. And a lot of that happens because we end up being programmed and told, whether it's from the things that we watch on TV or the media that we consume online, um, whether it's our religion, whether it's just our social programming from our families and our upbringing and our culture. But we always have this story about what it means to be successful, what it means to be happy, what the recipe is. And we treat this as this formulaic recipe, this one size fits all approach to life. And when we chase that and we have all the pieces in play and in theory, we should be really happy and we're not, it means that we've essentially built a life up um, based on someone else's rules, someone else's recipe. It wasn't the one that actually works for us. And the problem is that when the money is there and there isn't any fear or there isn't any judgment, we're really kind of comfortable. We're coming back to the idea of comfort zone. We get complacent. So we stop striving for more. We actually feel guilty desiring more. We feel like, oh, we have everything that we should possibly want. How, how can I question this? How isn't it greedy of me to want more? And the answer, my friend, is no, it's not. Because more is something that you get to define. It doesn't have to be something that's handed to you um, by anyone above you or before you. It really is the state of being that you get to choose. And if what you have right now whatever that looks like and however much that looks like, particularly because we usually think about it as money in the bank. If that isn't working for you, you are 100% entitled to want something different. Where we get stuck sometimes um, is this idea of waiting for someone to provide it for us. So I am saying you need to show up and do the work. I know there are people, particularly who buy into different schools of manifestation thought who uh, figure if they just say the right affirmations every day in Kumbaya that, you know, these opportunities or money or whatever it is that they're craving, their life partner, whatever is going to just fall from the sky into their lap. You do still have to do the work. But coming back to the idea of comfort zone, if you are not comfortable, uh, then something needs to change. 
And the first part of that is understanding the dissatisfaction. It's really getting into what it is that isn't working for you and celebrating the things that are. Because there's a reason it's called the comfort zone. There are parts of it that are very comfortable. It's the reason we get complacent. Because typically, we um, we need discomfort to propel change. It's why you'll hear about people making massive lifestyle changes because they've had an illness diagnosis or something along those lines. We are not the most self-driven human beings sometimes. And so we do need to have a motivator that's pushing us from the outside. So it is important that we celebrate the things that are really working for us so that we can be really grateful. Because when we're grateful, we actually attract more opportunities for gratitude. So it's a really, really key part to making any shift in our lives is acknowledging what's working for us and celebrating that, and then acknowledging the things that aren't. And that's actually really the hard part because we do get into that guilt place of, but I followed all the rules. Um, Isn't this supposed to be happiness? What's wrong with me if I'm not? We get into that fear about being greedy or ungrateful, which is why we need to start with that gratitude piece first. But there's also some bigger changes that have to happen. So oftentimes there are things in our surroundings, whether it's the city we live in, it could be the relationship that we're in, it could be um, the things that we always wanted to do, but we never gave ourselves permission to do, it could be all the things that have gone unsaid. There's all these different facets of this kind of unfinished business. But those are the things that um, we need to find ways to shift and change and grow so that we can have that feeling of satisfaction. Because if those are the things that are causing the dissatisfaction, not doing them, saying them, having them, then um, no matter what we change in our external world, if those things aren't shifted, then it's never going to feel quite complete. So we have gratitude for what's working, and then we're acknowledging the things that aren't, and we start to make a plan. And when it's things like, oh, I wish I'd gotten a degree and I, I want to go back to school, those are personal things that tend to be a little bit more possible to shift. They don't really have the same kind of impact on the people around us. However, when it's things like your relationships, that's when you have to start to evaluate. Are these things that can shift and change with the other person? Can we have a conversation about it and see, you know, if those changes can happen, if the dynamic can shift so that it's healthier for everybody involved? Or is it something that just has to go? And that gets uh, hard and it's complicated, particularly when there's other people involved, when there's money involved or property. You know, these are not one, sh- one size fits all approaches again. So we do have to be delicate and mindful about how we pursue them. We want to be able to get advice from the appropriate people who can help us make the most informed choices. And not all relationships can change. You have to remember that just because you are making this commitment to living your purpose doesn't mean that everybody else around you is. And just as you have the same right to decide you want to do things differently and to make these big shifts, they have the right to stay exactly the same. And then you need to evaluate what that means for you. Inner work is not always easy work. It's big, it's important, but it sometimes comes with a pretty high price tag. And only you can decide for yourself if that's one that you want to make. I like to look at as well, when I'm talking about stretching out of my comfort zone, I like to look at what I say yes to and what I say no to. So I am a recovering good girl. I uh, have been known to be a people pleaser in the past. And so saying no 
was a very, very, very challenging lesson for me. It continues to be. It's one that I'm still working on. It's one I work on with my clients as well. Saying no and healthy boundaries. They are amazing acts of self-love. And um, what I didn't recognize was just how powerful they were. Because when you say no to the things you don't want to do or the things that don't resonate or they don't feel good, you are creating space. And on the one hand, you might be thinking, well, who needs space? Like, what does that even matter? But on the other, let me tell you this. When you have space, that is all you need, all the possibility, all the potential that you need to be able to say yes to more of what lights you up. And lights you up doesn't mean that it's going to be your thing for the rest of your life. It just means it's something that you want to try. It's something you're curious about. It is a willingness to do something differently. That's the stuff that stretches you. That's the stuff that helps you grow. And I want to come to this concept of stretching you. It comes up in a lot of my coaching sessions with clients. And I had one the other day that was like, you need to write a blog post about this. So instead of writing a blog post, I do want to talk about it briefly right here. And I always say that opportunities and coaching and support and inner work in general should stretch you, not break you. So if you have opportunities that are pushing you beyond your comfort zone, where everything in your body and your intuition is recoiling at the idea, those are are, are hard no's. And that no, again, creates space for you to say yes to something that's more aligned. You want it to be a little bit uncomfortable. If it's entirely comfortable, if it's an easy yes, like no brainer, there probably isn't much opportunity to stretch and grow within it. It doesn't mean you won't have a good time and you can definitely say yes to a good time. But if the purpose is to stretch and grow, we really want to find those opportunities that put a little sizzle in your yes, where you're just like, ooh, I'm I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit frightened by this, but it sounds really exciting and cool. And it doesn't have to be skydiving. It could be public speaking. It could be uh, reading a book that you might have been too shy to read before. Fifty Shades of Grey comes to mind because I remember like every suburban mom having a copy of that on their nightstand when it was like the big hotness. So it's doing these little things that are just a little bit out of character um, that make you just a little bit uncomfortable, but that you still feel good saying yes to at the end of the day. So it should stretch you, but not break you. And... When we're coming back to this idea of yeses and nos and what we're saying yes to, sometimes when our knee-jerk reaction, particularly if it's just our default setting and not like an intuitive nudge, is to say no, we want to just take a beat before saying no and start practice saying yes. Not to the stuff that's going to stress us out or break us or that we really don't have time for that we just know is going to not work for us at all. But if you're just used to saying no all the time, it would be really good to just try saying yes. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to cross your path. You never know um, what you might discover about yourself by doing this work. I know I have a girlfriend who her whole plan in school was to become a marriage therapist. And then she worked for a crisis line and she went, wow, I really don't like hearing people's problems. How do you know that until you try it? So we do need to have these opportunities where we say yes to things just to try them out. Doesn't mean we're married to it. Doesn't mean it's a commitment for forever. 
It just means for now, I'm willing to do something differently and I want to see how that feels. So those are my nuggets for you today, my sweet. So I want to know which ways are you stretching your comfort zone? Which ways do you test your limits just a little bit? Or do you celebrate exactly where you are? And is that all that you're looking for right now? And let's celebrate that too. So that is our show for today. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I want you to remember as well, we have an online community on Facebook with the same name, The Lightwalker's Path. We'll see you next time.